0: Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Thursday, May 21st. I am Kyle Hilliard. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. Valorant from Riot Games has a release date. The Scott Pilgrim video game might be making a return. There is a small tease for what the Cuphead animated show will look like online. Tencent is taking the System Shock franchise forward and a bunch of interesting indie titles released today. Valorant is releasing in June. Valorant, the first-person shooter that took over Twitch a few weeks ago from the creators of League of Legends, that kind of combines Overwatch and Counter-Strike in a compelling way, announced that it is leaving beta officially On June 2nd, developer Riot Games made the announcement in an interesting way, sharing a video with executive producer Anna Donlon and game director Joe Ziegler filmed from their homes, as all things seem to be these days, that kind of felt like they were preparing to announce a delay, but then they pivoted and said the game is going to release in just a few weeks, which was cool. It's exciting. And speaking of things being exciting. I am both excited for the launch and selfishly worried because of the handful of matches I've played, which I've enjoyed. I've been having a decent time and even gotten a few kills that I am proud of, but I know that once the gates are lowered and everyone gets in, I am just going to be absolutely destroyed. I guess all I can do really is practice, which I am perfectly okay with. The Scott Pilgrim video game might be making a return. There was a lot of Scott Pilgrim talk on the internet yesterday as the director of the film, Edgar Wright, and the cast watched the movie and shared commentary on Twitter, which is great because it's a great movie and Edgar Wright is one of my favorite directors. But in terms of video games, there was another little interesting tease. Brian Lee O'Malley, the author of the Scott Pilgrim comic book that inspired the film, tweeted, Bring back the Scott Pilgrim game, hashtag bring back the Scott Pilgrim game, hashtag watch with the Academy, which is a necessary tweet to share because the game was delisted a few years after its release. It was delisted in 2014. As far as I know, it's not a game that can be purchased on any of its original platforms, and it has never been entirely clear why the game was delisted. But it likely had something to do with rights, debates, as, you know, it is a licensed game, after all. In response to O'Malley's tweet, the official Ubisoft Twitter account responded with a thoughtful face emoji, which many are reading into... Ubisoft, considering bringing the game back online, the game was developed and published by Ubisoft, so if anyone was going to be able to bring it back, it would be them. I actually reviewed that game back in my pre-Game Informer freelance days, and here is my potentially controversial opinion. The game's soundtrack, which was created by chiptune band Anamanaguchi, is much better than the actual game. The music is absolutely fantastic. The art style and animation is good, but the game itself, I just, I didn't think it was super fun to play. Now, that being said, I would still very much like to see that game come back to life. It's always a bummer when any game gets delisted and anything we can do to help elevate Scott Pilgrim is a good thing. The comics are great and the movie is fantastic, so more Scott Pilgrim in the world is a good thing. Netflix's upcoming Cuphead animated show gets its first image. Netflix announced that an animated show based on the popular game Cuphead was in development back in July, but we haven't heard much about it since then until now. The upcoming 2020 Annecy International Animated Film Festival, which is a festival that celebrates animation that will be held in June, will be sharing some work-in-progress footage from the show. On the Annecy website, it describes the show with the text, The video game that smashed onto the scene with a gorgeous retro animation style, crazy boss brawls, and nearly impossible gameplay now comes to life in The Cuphead Show. With an exclamation point. This character-driven comedy follows the unique misadventures of the impulsive Cuphead and his cautious but easily swayed brother Mugman. On the site, it also says that the show will have 11 10-minute episodes. The most interesting thing from the listing, however, is a single shot of what the show will look like, which is different from the game. It seems to straddle the line between the undeniably classic look of the game, but then it also has a more modern animation style. It's hard to extrapolate too much from the single image, but it's the most we've seen of the show so far. I will share the image on the At Gaming Ride Home Twitter account alongside the post about this episode, so you can go see it there. Or you can check out the Annecy website, which is linked in the show notes. Tencent has taken control of System Shock 3. The story of System Shock 3 is a complicated one. Publisher Nightdive Studios, a company that specializes in revitalizing classic games, owns the System Shock intellectual property, but developer Otherside Entertainment has been working on a new System Shock game, System Shock 3, for some time, but recently experienced some tribulations with layoffs. But now it seems the game may be back on track with the help of Tencent, as the developer Other Side Entertainment recently tweeted, we are happy to announce that Tencent will be taking the hashtag SystemShock franchise forward. As a smaller indie studio, it had been challenging for us to carry the project on our own. We believe Tencent's deep capabilities and expertise as a leading game company will bring the franchise to new heights. PC Gamer's Frazier Brown reported, on the new publisher, writing System Shock Studio Other Side Entertainment made it official today, announcing that Chinese conglomerate Tencent will assume control of System Shock 3 going forward. And Brown followed up with more, writing While the tweet implies that Tencent now owns System Shock, Night Dive Studios, which is currently working on a System Shock remake, clarified that it remains the owner of the property. Other side licensed certain rights from us to make sequels. Those rights have now been transferred to Tencent, a rep said. Nothing about that transfer in any way impacts our ownership. It's not yet known what Tencent has in mind for System Shock 3, but the simple fact that it's now in the hands of a credible and capable publisher is the best possible outcome for a game whose development has been troubled for some time. Other side Vice President of Marketing and Business Development Walter Somal said in April that the studio is still here and working on the game, but reports of layoffs of key staff members earlier this year cast serious doubts on the game's future. System Shock is one of those series that I fully understand its importance. It's a direct predecessor to Bioshock, but I never actually played either entry. It's one that I'm actually considering streaming. System Shock 2 specifically, just as it feels like a big hole in my gaming knowledge. It's hard to say how handing off rights like this will change things, but I hope that it ultimately proves to be a good thing and we get to play System Shock 3 at some point in the future. Okay, it's time to commit. So don't settle, find love at first drive, and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Here's what released today, which is a surprisingly dense list for a lot of interesting indie PC games on Steam, specifically. What the Golf is out today on Switch, which is a very funny, very strange sort of golf game that found a lot of success last year on PC and iOS. It was a big selling point for Apple Arcade's platform, and Switch feels like a good fit for it. Honestly, I think playing it on your phone is still your best bet, but playing on Switch with a controller I think would work very well. A demo for Iron Man VR released today on the PlayStation Network, which was very unexpected. Players who play the demo will apparently unlock the Molten Lava Armor Deco in the full game when it releases on July 3rd. According to Jonathan Dornbush, writing for IGN, the demo includes the Malibu tutorial mission, interactive Stark Jet Cinematic starring Tony, Friday, and Pepper Potts, out of the blue Stark Jet gameplay mission, flight challenge optional mission, and an advanced combat challenge optional mission, which seems pretty substantial. It's kind of making me want to track down a PlayStation VR. I really want to check it out. Dan Carlin, who is known for the Hardcore History podcast, which I have embarrassingly never listened to, but have heard on multiple occasions that it is a very, very good podcast, released a VR game today. Carlin didn't, you know, develop it himself. I'm I'm sure that goes without saying, but he was a consultant and is heavily involved. It's only $5, and here is how the press release describes it. In this short-form VR experience, Dan Carlin leads audiences into the trenches as an active battle scene rages on. Through stunning visual effects, powerfully designed sound, and the guidance of Carlin's iconic voice, audiences get the opportunity to experience a moment in history unlike ever before. Previously available as a location-based installation, the home version of War Remains includes new audio and visual elements, for people to experience from their homes around the world. The Persistence is out today on Switch, PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. It's a horror first-person shooter about surviving on a spaceship in deep space near a black hole while the crew has been infected by a zombie-like disease. It looks very dead spacey, and when you die, it seems like you get reprinted from a cloning machine, which is an interesting idea. Journey to the Savage Planet played with that idea earlier this year, and it was cool. It looks interesting, especially in a world where it seems unlikely EA will ever revisit Dead Space, which is EA's best franchise. In fact, I will go so far as to say that Dead Space 2 is the best game EA has ever made. Crumbling World is out on Steam today, which looks like a Diablo-inspired action game taking place in a medieval fantasy world and it has an interesting low-poly art style that looks pretty cool. Old Gods Rising is on Steam today, and it has a strange setup where the character you play as is hired as a consultant on a film, so you travel to a university to uncover a bunch of scary secrets. It seems like a first-person kind of puzzly horror game. Red Wings Aces of the Sky is out for Switch, and it's a flight simulator, and it looks like you can use the Joy-Cons like you would a a yoke on a plane, though I hope that's not the only option. It has a very strange live-action trailer about a kid getting into a discussion with a ghost in a museum. It's weird. Shadow Arena enters Early Access today, which is a sharp-looking, free-to-play multiplayer arena battler that seems to take place in a fantasy world and... Focuses on magic and melee attacks. The early access version has six game modes and 10 playable characters, according to the press release. Monster Train is on Steam, and it's a roguelike deck builder game that takes place on a train headed to hell. Which, as much as the words deck builder and roguelike are personally huge turnoffs for me, I am really into the idea of being on a train headed straight to hell. That sounds pretty crazy. Aqua Lungers is out on Switch today. It's a competitive 2D platformer where you have to collect treasure while fighting off various enemies and bosses while you move between ground and the underwater. It has a single-player mode, too, you know, if you don't like people. Timely, which I hope I am pronouncing correctly, came out yesterday on PC, and it has some Metal Gear Solid stealth vibes where you have to stay out of vision cones, but it seems more like a strategy game where the the twist is that you can control time like a media player, as the game's description on Steam explains it. And though it has been out for many years, it's worth noting that day Z will be free this weekend on Steam starting today, and it will also be heavily discounted on PS4 and Xbox One over the weekend. If it's one you've been curious about all these years, like me, it looks like this weekend is the time to jump in. that's it for gaming news today. I was able to get in half a match of Crucible yesterday, the Amazon game. It launched later than expected, and the download finished about 30 minutes before we were set to record the min-max show, so I wasn't even able to finish one match after getting through the training. I apologize to all my teammates for having to drop out. I really have not played enough to generate an opinion about it, but I will say the maps seem very large, for better or worse, and the first game I thought of after jumping into a match and fighting off some various NPC monsters in the environment was Evolve, which I was not expecting. I don't think the game plays like Evolve, ultimately, but being in a big jungle and fighting little monsters while seeking out the other team just made me think of it. I would like to play more, if for no other reason than to just get a handle on how the game works. I've also been playing a bunch of Saints Row the Third Remastered, which releases tomorrow, and I have been enjoying revisiting the game more than I thought I would, honestly. Some of the humor is cringeworthy, especially in 2020, but I mean, to be fair, the game was often pretty cringeworthy when it originally released too, but I mean, time really has not been kind to some of the jokes. I do still like the characters and the voice performances though, and the gameplay is undeniably fun. It doesn't take long to unlock the penthouse, and I love loading up the game and just leaping from the roof when it's time to go after some missions. And then pretty much all the missions are just about causing as many explosions as possible, which is a lot of fun. If you have corrections or just feedback in general, feel free to send me tweets or DMs to either at Kyle M. Hilliard or at Gaming Ride Home, or you can send an email to kyle at ridehome.info. And Please consider leaving a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. You can also check out my Twitch account, Kyle Impersonator. I played Saints Row the Third Remastered today, the published date of this podcast, but I will get back to Resident Evil Code Veronica X tomorrow. And you can also find me on the Min Max show for more long form video game discussion. We actually had my former co worker Dan Reichert on the most recent episode, and we talked about the best games from the last decade, starting with 2000 and then going to 2009. It was a good chat. I enjoyed that episode. I will talk to you more about video games tomorrow. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage.